Well, hello and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian and you're listening to episode 268 of Sustainable Minimalists, a twice-weekly show about intentional and eco-minimalist living. Oh my goodness, how have I done this 268 times? Here's to 268 more. On today's show, we are discussing the rise of subscription services and the implications of recurring payment models. That sounds really boring, but it's going to be fun, I promise. Back when I was a kid in the 90s, the most common subscriptions were newspapers and magazines. You pay up front for the year, and then the newspaper and the magazine, they come regularly until you call to cancel. For a long time, the subscription model stayed in its lane. They stayed confined to industries where it naturally belonged, like magazines and newspapers. But then suddenly, Everybody hopped on the subscription bandwagon. It became a thing that every company was doing for the simple fact that businesses caught on to the fact that the subscription model makes them more money. The pandemic, too, did really help the subscription economy. And that's because, first of all, many businesses threw a Hail Mary to stay afloat, they switched to a subscription model, and then many businesses were shocked and surprised in a good way when the subscription model made them more money than the traditional model. And also, the pandemic had many of us, when we were locked down in social isolation, so to speak, the pandemic had many of us sign up for digital entertainment and regular home delivery of essentials when the outside world felt scary. Let's have the stuff come to us on a recurring basis. So these days, there are subscription services for toothbrushes, razors, car washes, food, luxury hotels, candles. There's a subscription service for nearly everything. According to the Washington Post, the average American carries 10 subscription services. And that number is growing because the UBS financial services firm predicts that the subscription economy will double to $1.5 trillion by 2025. So subscription services, as something comes every month and we don't even have to think about it. They are convenient, they are time-saving, they give great gifts, especially if it's a unique subscription. They provide emotional comfort and support, especially if you're getting a box each month that has surprise content. Ooh, that's fun. What could be wrong with any of that? Well, with a subscription model, it is quite possible that you are paying for more than you need and you're spending more money to do so. There are other drawbacks as well, and we are definitely going to get into those later in the show, but I do have a three-part show for you today. Part one is my subscription. So I sat down, I wrote them all up, I tallied them all up, and I took a good hard look at what my household is spending on subscriptions. Now, if you don't want to, if you don't care about my household spending habits. I definitely do not blame you. I value your time and I do not want you to sit through listening to something that doesn't benefit you. So please feel free to skip part one if you would like and head straight to part two. Part two comes in at about the nine minute mark. So skip ahead, skip ahead on your player until you get to nine minutes. Part two of today's show is five drawbacks to the subscription model that you may not have considered. That's part two. And then finally, part three 
is an action step for you with different tiers based on how strict, how militant you want to get. So we're going to get right into part one of today's show, which is my subscriptions. Now, let's just all get on the same page with what a subscription is. A subscription is anything you pay for on a recurring basis. That recurring basis might be monthly or it might be yearly. That's a subscription. Now, a subscription is different than a bill. A subscription, the price is paid up front. You're paying before you get anything, okay? A bill, you're paying for services or a thing already rendered. So I mentioned in the intro that the Washington Post found that the average American has 10 subscriptions currently. And that is exactly the amount of subscriptions my household has. So not the podcast, not the business, just my household. And we're going to go through them one by one. I should say, wow, this was a light bulb moment for me sitting down and tallying up our subscriptions. So first up is Disney Plus. $8 a month. I got this during the pandemic for my kids. I was stressed and worried that they were going to be bored. They needed Disney Plus. $8 a month. That was two years ago now, and we still have it. We don't really use it. Netflix, $10 a month. Peloton, Peloton. For so many years, Peloton was $39 a month, and now it's $44 a month. It just went up. Sirius XM Radio. (laughs) We talked them down. We have Sirius XM in my car, my car only, for $7.27 a month. Amazon Prime, we paid for the year in the fall. So we paid for the year in the fall. We're not renewing it. That's a statement that I need to make before I get a lot of angry, mean emails. (laughs) We paid for it in the fall. And because we're still reaping the benefits of Amazon Prime, Until next fall, I'm listing it here. We paid $119 a year or $10 a month. iCloud storage. Every month, Apple iCloud takes out $3 for, I don't know, for storage of stuff. Our CSA. Now, our CSA, our Community Supported Agriculture Fruit and Vegetable Share that comes in the summer, we pay $750 a year for that. And it's not just the summer, by the way. We do spring, summer, and fall. And then we have the kids' stuff. The kids have magazines. The kids have little passports. That is $325 a year or $24 a month. And finally, we have another one. It's called ABC Mouse. This was a, it's an app, essentially, that I purchased for my children at the start of the pandemic because I was oh so worried that they were going to get behind in their academics and I wanted to keep them you know, on grade level. So $5 a month for ABC Mouse. So those are my household's subscriptions. And if you're thinking to yourself, what subscriptions do I have? I suggest you think outside the box. So there's a lot of subscriptions that my household doesn't have, but you may. Cell phone apps, date night apps, candle of the month club, wine of the month club. My father has like a meat of the month club, or I think that's right. He likes steak. So it's something along those lines. Grocery delivery, meal boxes, those could all be considered subscription services. All right. So you have an idea of what my household pays. Now we're going to move into part two of today's show, which is some drawbacks to subscription services that you may not have considered. So Subscription services, they are convenient, they are time-saving, they make an easy gift, 
But obviously, drawback number one is that if you don't need and love and use the item or the service or the thing, the subscription is a massive, colossal, gigantic waste of money. You could lose money twice, especially if you're giving your credit card up front and the company or brand is charging you every month and you're not in a position to pay your credit card off that month, you are creating credit card debt on top of the money you're spending for the subscription that you may or may not be using. So that's number one. That's the obvious drawback. Drawback number two is one you might not have considered. And that is that subscriptions give businesses more of your data. Now, I need to do an entire episode all on the importance of protecting data. Stay tuned for that. But for now, let's keep it simple, okay? This is very simple. If you go into a store and you pay for an item with cash, that is a one and done transaction. The store clerk doesn't need to know, he or she or they don't get to know anything about you. But if you sign up for a subscription, you almost always have to give your email address. When they have your email address, that enables the company to send you an infinitesimal amount of emails as they put you into their sales funnel with the ultimate goal of, dun-dun-dun, you guessed it, getting you to buy more. If they have your name and they have your email, companies can target you on social media by making sure that their ads are dropped in your feed. And competing companies too, so companies in the same realm, can also now target you in hopes of getting you to buy some more. Shocker, right? Now here's a quick example of this that happened to me this week in my own house in my personal life. My husband does not have Facebook and I am not a fisherman. Is it fisherwoman? Fisher person? I don't fish. Okay, so he doesn't have Facebook and I do not fish. But he ordered some special fishing shirt and he For some reason, I don't know why, he used my email as the contact in the online e-commerce form. So wouldn't you know, now my Facebook feed is completely inundated with ads from fishing apparel companies. So yes, the company that my husband ordered from, but also all these other fishing apparel companies are now targeting me. I don't want to see these ads, by the way, but they're targeting me because they think I am an avid Fisher person. Businesses also, when you sign up for a subscription, they also have your credit card information on file. So if the company has a data breach or is hacked, your credit card information may be compromised. This is just a tip of the iceberg data discussion, but I hope you get the picture. We're moving on to drawback number three, and that is that the vendor can modify a subscription agreement at any time. So that means essentially that your rights can change at any time and you probably do not have any recourse beyond canceling your subscription if you don't like the new terms. So have you ever logged into something, maybe let's take the Disney Plus or Netflix example, and the first pop-up screen says our terms and conditions have changed. Click here to read, click here to accept. There's never a decline button, is there? you very rarely can opt out of accepting. I should say too here that how often do we take the time to read that agreement? I'll be honest, I never read the agreements. I don't have time for that. (laughs) How likely is it do you think that the updated terms 
are advantageous to you, the consumer. Do you think these companies are just updating their terms to benefit us? Heck no. I'm guessing that happens very rarely, if ever. Drawback number four to subscription services is the concept of sunk cost. Now, what is sunk cost? It is the term that we use to describe money that has already been spent and cannot be recovered. That's sunk cost. So there's a psychological effect at play when we discuss subscription services and sunk cost. If you pay for a subscription to a certain brand, you're going to likely feel obligated to continue to spend money there to make up your money, to justify the expense. So a great example here would be TripAdvisor has a new subscription service out. TripAdvisor, if you're not familiar, is a vacation booking site. Okay, so TripAdvisor has a subscription service called TripAdvisor Plus. It is $99 a year. When you sign up, you get exclusive rates, discounts, etc. TripAdvisor Plus says on their website that you will save an average of $350 on your first trip. Sounds really good. You're going on a trip, pay $99 a year, but you save $350. So you're saving $250 on your trip. Sounds really good, right? Well, if you sign up for this, according to the sunk cost fallacy, you are going to be booking more and more with TripAdvisor because you invested in them with a subscription. So TripAdvisor Plus may or may not have the best fare on the market. Maybe Orbitz has a better fare. Maybe Kayak.com has a better fare. But because you have put in the money up front with TripAdvisor, TripAdvisor is going to get your money. You want to justify that $99 cost by giving TripAdvisor even more of your business. That's the sunk cost fallacy. The fifth and final drawback to subscriptions is one that I have definitely experienced and you likely have as well, which is that in many instances, subscription services are really hard to cancel. Subscription services can be a sneaky wallet bleed. Am I right? You sign up for something and it's really hard to cancel. That's if you even remember to cancel. So. At the beginning of the show, I listed out my subscriptions. There were a few there that as I was writing them out and as I was saying them aloud on this podcast, I thought to myself, well, this is embarrassing. I can't believe I'm going to be telling thousands and thousands of people this. But there were definitely some subscriptions there that we're not using. We're not getting our money's worth. It's time to cancel. So one of the kids subscriptions, okay, we're going to use that as an example. I'm not going to name names because I don't want anybody to get mad at me. But they automatically renewed for the following year in silence. We didn't get any emails. We didn't get any information except noticing it on our credit card bill. So then when I went to the website to cancel this service, first of all, I didn't have my login information. So I had to reset my password, go through that rigmarole. I log in, I go to the account section. There's no button to cancel. There's no easy way to cancel. You can't do it online. I had to call. I had to wait on the phone for 18 minutes. And yes, I timed them. Then when I finally got a hold of a real person, the person said they had already billed me for the next year and I had no recourse. 
except to cancel next year. So I was livid, obviously. And then at that moment where they made it so darn hard to cancel, where they put up so many barriers to make it nearly impossible for me to cancel, it was less about the money at that point, and it was more about the principle. I should say that the Federal Trade Commission's regulators are looking into ways to make it harder for companies to trap consumers into monthly subscriptions that they don't want. But it's really important for me to say it like it is here. These are all barriers that companies put up to prevent us from canceling so that the business gets more money. Now we're gonna break for today's sponsor, but when we return, we're going to get into part three, which is what I did and what I kindly consider you do as well. We're gonna get into that after a quick word. If you've been paying attention, you've likely heard something about gut health and why zoning in on your gut health is so darn important. You need EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. It's a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. I started taking EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense because I have a bloating problem, friends. Yes, I do. Inflammation is not my friend. Since taking one capsule a day on an empty stomach with water, I have noticed more energy, improved skin, and here's the big one, reduced bloating. Head to myeq.com and use code SUSTAINABLE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and so much more. That's myeq.com and use code SUSTAINABLE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. And we are back. We are discussing the rise of subscription services and the implications associated with recurring payment models. We are on to part three of today's conversation, which is your action step. What should you do? You likely, if you've been listening for a while, you know what I'm going to tell you to do. But before we get there, let me tell you what I did. I had 10 subscriptions. I ended up canceling three of them. These three that I canceled were ones we weren't even using, to be honest. So the canceling wasn't hard. The canceling didn't negatively impact our lives at all. It didn't negatively impact the quality of our lives at all. So I canceled three. It did take a decent amount of time, as I mentioned, with the phone call and the roundabout ways that I had to go about it. But when I added the three that I canceled up, my savings amounted to $481 a year. So $481 my family will be saving, and that was just by canceling three subscriptions that we weren't even really using and we weren't particularly enjoying. So that's what I did. So what should you do? My action step for you today is to do the non-fun, non-glamorous, non-sexy thing that I did, which is sit down and write out all your subscriptions. This was a transformative experience for me. I should say I didn't want to do it. I really didn't. And if I wasn't recording the show, I might not have done it, to be honest, because who wants to sit down with their credit card statements and do this? Nobody wants to do this. But I'm so glad I did it. I learned so much about stuff we were wasting money on. So you're going to sit down. You're going to have your credit card statements from the entire 
last year handy so that you can get an accurate picture of your subscriptions. It's really easy to forget about subscriptions that you pay for the year upfront, and that's why you need a whole year of credit card statements, okay? So you're gonna make your list, you're gonna write out how much you spend per month, how much you spend per year, and then you're gonna ask yourself, are you receiving the value that you expect from this subscription? Now, if you're like me, this will be an uncomfortable exercise, and that is okay. Self-awareness is uncomfortable, Discomfort is how we get intentional, right? Remember that seasons of life change. So perhaps you signed up like me for a Disney Plus subscription at the start of the pandemic because your kids were home and bored and you needed to work, so you got them Disney Plus. This was my real life thinking when I signed up for Disney Plus. But seasons of life change. My kids are back in school now and and fingers crossed they stay there. But we don't necessarily, my household, does not necessarily need a Netflix subscription, a Disney Plus subscription, an Amazon Prime subscription, and basic cable. That just, even just saying that aloud sounds so ridiculous to me. My point here is that now is an opportune time to reevaluate your lifestyle and your spending habits. So if you wanna just do real easy, simple subscription canceling, do what I did. Put your subscriptions and your memberships into categories like fitness, entertainment, news, apps, lifestyle boxes, food delivery. Put them into categories and maybe you just pare down slightly. Pare down and cancel the ones that aren't adding value to your life anymore because remember, you're in a different season of life now than when you signed up for it before. So that's like easy breezy step. I did easy breezy step. If you want to get a little bit more militant about it, you can consider paring down your subscriptions to just one entertainment, one news, and one service. That's crazy. And if you do that, let me know. I want to hear about it. But the final word here for you is that auto renewal subscription services, that is another way for businesses to get our money, to get more of our money. The rise of subscriptions is really essentially the evolution of capitalism in real time. Businesses will change their model at the drop of a hat. And if they can charge us in advance without providing us anything, they will do that. If they can get away with that, they will do it. If you are ready to take a good hard look at your subscriptions and perhaps cancel one or two of them. I would love to hear about it. I'll start a thread in our private Facebook group for us to all commiserate and cheer each other on. Just search Facebook for Sustainable Minimalists or find us in the link and in the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes. I should say tier two that if you don't have Facebook, go you. I'm so excited for you. (laughs) So if you don't have Facebook, but you still want to tell me how you did, just email me. I'll put my email in the show notes as well. Speaking of show notes, you can find them at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 268. If you need me, reach out. I'm here for you. I will see you on Tuesday. Don't forget to rate, review, tell a friend. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I see you. I will see you on Tuesday. Take care. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.